creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Today on Culture Click, we bring you part two of our series on a Minnesota music venue that is truly a hidden gem, the Oak Center General Store. The Oak Center General Store, as the name implies, is more than a music venue, it's also a general store, much like your grandparents might remember or like you might see in an old movie. It has also been home to a wood shop and has been the storefront for Earthen Path Organic Farms. The building has housed a general store and a community meeting room since its construction in 1913 and its doors were only closed for six short years in the 1970s. In other words, this place has been open and operating for nearly 110 years. If you aren't yet aware of the Oak Center General Store, then you are in for a treat. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and I hope that you enjoy this story of the Oak Center General Store as much as I enjoyed making it. Here's part two of our look into the Oak Center General Store, today on Culture Click. When we left off last week, Stephen Schwen, proprietor and resident of the Oak Center General Store, was telling us how he got into hosting live music. Stephen had said that in the early days they were doing square dancing in the venue hall upstairs. His friend David convinced him to show movies on film checked out from the library and to have some square dances. Music was provided by the Sugar Hill String Band and the first square dance was called by Bob Bovie and Gail Heil. Stephen told us how the old hippie back-to-the-land homesteader types came out of the hills to enjoy a night of square dancing with like-minded individuals. Then Stephen paused for a moment before saying, And actually, that wasn't the first music. The first music was the first year after, you know, my, my first... It is here that the story of live music at the Oak Center takes a left turn. You see, Oak Center usually hosts folk music, and we will soon find out why. In recent years, the music that Oak Center hosts has been expanded to include many younger bluegrass, Americana, and alt-country acts from Minnesota. But it was a turn of events during one wild night in the late 70s that put Oak Center on the path to becoming exclusively folk and roots music for much of the past 40 years. Steven tells the story best. The first year that, that I met Nan, she walked in the door with this friend of Kate's who lived over in Wisconsin, okay. who was doing a matchmaking thing. Because okay. Nan was living in a land co-op that had four different entities in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So Chris brought her here, and it was a, a spring day, I think. And uh, she just walked, and this is after my first winter here. Okay. When I'm living here, pretty much by myself, and Chris says, um, can she come here and learn how to do inlay, how to do woodworking? Oh, okay. And uh, I said, why sure? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd been sleeping that whole first cold winter with no insulation in the building. Oh, wow. Just a, a big Malamute who was very protective and wouldn't let anybody else in the bed, you know? Uh -huh. and, uh, and I, I had two Hudson Bay blankets. I slept with my long underwear on and a oh, stocking hat. Right. And I'd get up in the morning, and if I had a glass of water sitting on, a, on an old fruit crate there, it would be frozen solid by morning. So, you know, it was, I was anxious to have somebody spend the winters with me. <laughs> right, right, for sure. 
Oh, wow. So then, so she walks in the door, and you guys had are, been doing this? You hadn't done the square dancing yet, because this is your first year here. No, this was, this was before the square dances. And I'm getting back, I'm kind of doing a little diversion retrospective okay, to how we got back. into the whole music sure. thing. The power company uh-huh. and the phone company were threatening to shut us off. This is before any cold weather rules were ever made. And right, right. They're going to shut us off. Mm-hmm. And we had no income. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only income we had was the store was totally no income, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, my woodworking hadn't reached a level where, where right. I was able to make enough to cover the payments and the bills. Mm-hmm. So Utilities are threatening to cut us off, and a friend of ours who went to refrigeration school in Red Wing and came by to to uh, fix one of our refrigeration units, mm-hmm. he said, "Well, you know what? I've got a band, and we're we're short on gigs, and you guys are short on money. Why don't we have a a dance here, and we'll split the gate." You supply the place, mm-hmm. we'll supply the music and the beer. Oh, wow. And they did supply the beer. It was like kegs of beer and plastic cups. Right. And the band was called Wild Oats. And the first people that walked in were all bikers in leather. And, and uh, one of them says, wow, look at this place. There's nothing you can wreck. Oh, and you know, no. actually, we anticipated this might happen. So I had sheets of plywood screwed Correct. to the fronts of all of these shelves oh, wow. to protect our our stereo and our dishes uh-huh. and everything else from right. damage. And he pounds on the the front of the plywood, says, "Look, there's nothing you can wreck." And I'm thinking, "Oh, geez, this is not going to go well." Right. So they got upstairs, and the band's playing, and it's. It's one in the morning, and they run out of beer. And there's overturned plastic cups laying all over the floor, and mm-hmm. the beer is two inches deep wow. in the middle of that floor, of mm-hmm. the, the dance floor upstairs, because, you know, there's kind of a natural sag over it. These yeah. floor joists are 34 feet long, you know, mm-hmm. and... So it's, there's a slight sag to the middle of the floor, mm-hmm. and the beers all kind of run to the middle. Right. And it's two inches deep. And these guys who showed up in leather, you know, you know Harley boots and, mm-hmm. and leather, you know, leggings and stuff, are taking their shirts off and running and sliding in the beer. So it's splashing up on either side like the wake, oh, you know, on the side boat. coming back from a... Well, from a water skier, right, you know, yeah, yeah. just this spray. And so eventually, you know, they're getting up on the stage, taking up a collection to get more beer. Oh, no. And I got up on the stage, you know, uh-huh. and my first wife, Nan, and I, mm-hmm. we were sleeping on the floor up there. We had mattresses out on the floor. And we, I got up on the stage and said, you know what? This is our home. This is our bedroom. Mm-hmm. We have to sleep on this floor. And no, that's it. We're done. Everybody go home. Right. And so, you know, they all complain and everybody's starting to leave. And 
we carried up wood shavings from the shop. I had been, you know, building, you know, mm -hmm. furniture and cabinets in the shop right. and dumped wood shavings and sawdust all over the floor to soak up the beer. Mm -hmm. Another friend who was still in high school at the time from down the road mm -hmm. uh, was helping shovel this sawdust up and carry it out to the barnyard to dump mm -hmm. it in the barnyard. And we got it all cleaned up and we... Uh, went down the stairs and here's a neighbor kid who was still in high school passed out he had puked on the couch upstairs already and he's passed out in a snowbank outside and can't find his keys he just lives a mile down the road you know and uh we uh turned to go back up the stairs and there's a couple making out on the stairs and by this time it's four in the morning and we looked at each other and said, folk music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So folk music seemed to be a safer bet to get a little extra money to help with the bills. And it seemed to fit right in with Stephen's vision for the future. My wife was a, a guitar player and used to mm -hmm. get together with people and play when she was living down in Indiana, in Bloomington. Okay. And... Uh, she was really into Bill Staines. Okay. And this, who just died, by the way. Oh. Bill I, I, just died two days ago. Oh, wow. The, uh, probably one of the longest running troubadours in, okay. in the United States. He was from New Hampshire, was really well known for... Okay. For, uh, so folk music, right? Well, so it we're doing folk music, and the first one she wanted to have was Bill Staines, uh -huh. but this friend of ours who who got us steered towards doing music, David Hofschild? Uh, yeah, I think that was David's last name. I forget his last name. David uh, um, wanted, he brought us an album of Greg Brown's. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, we liked it. So okay. um, we, uh, David somehow got in touch with Greg Brown. Mm -hmm. This is back in 70... Seven, maybe. Oh wow! This is well, the you, last century we're talking so about. You got, but you got, you got the place in '76, right? Yeah. And then. No, it just might have band. been '78. So okay, but but fairly quickly then. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was that first show. We split the gate with this band with the, and got all the, the beer band. and sawdust yeah. cleaned up, and and it paid those first two bills, and that's okay. when we decided nice. we were going to do folk music. Folk. We both grow up to the coffee house extemp uh -huh. um, above the New Riverside Cafe in Minneapolis. Okay. And uh, um, Bill Staines was playing. Jerry Rao opened and did this Stan Rogers Field Behind the Plow song. Okay. And um, I, I said to Nan, I said, we got to get Jerry down. And uh, he Jerry came down uh, mostly to open for Bill Staines whenever Bill was playing here. Okay. And Bill actually was the longest standing um, regular musician that we had here. He played okay. here every every year for 40 years. Oh, wow. I think we had to cancel cool. once because of a snowstorm, but, uh -huh. but he was the longest running um, musician we had play here. Mm -hmm. And Bill used to show up with his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat and and he was he was an incredibly versatile um, vocalist. Right. 
his uh, he was spot on with his his uh, what's that word for if you're if you're able like to sing uh, perfect pitch perfect maybe? pitch he was yeah. built was yeah. perfect pitch and he played his guitar had it strung backwards oh really so he was okay. playing his guitar you know so and it was just because he had learned that right. way yep. or something yep. and um, he uh, had this song about 18 wheelers where the line was I grew up with my face in a, on a road map uh-huh. because Nan's and my Nan and I had three kids mm-hmm. and the youngest was Jesse okay he's still the youngest <laughs> right right <laughs> and uh, the kids always thought uh, that he was singing I threw up with my face in a road oh map. wow <laughs> So one of those times when Bill was playing here, Jesse got his cowboy hat and his cowboy boots on, and he's just a little guy, and Uh Bill's pretty tall. And Bill's doing the sound check and, you know, loosening up his voice, and he's up on the stage, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with the microphone, and he's tapping his foot and playing his guitar, and Mm -hmm. he's singing that 18-wheeler song. And here's Jesse, and I was up there, you know, making sure that the mic was all adjusted at the right mm-hmm. height and everything and Jesse's right next to Bill watching Bill's foot oh, tap wow. uh-huh. and he's trying to tap his foot uh-huh. you know in sync with Bill's foot that- he's sinking singing I threw up with my face in the road map <laughs> it was you know, I mean life has been magical here uh-huh. and, and doing the folk for him the concerts um, really has brought a lot of magic through the doors. From folk music to the folk forum. Like I said, the Oak Center General Store is much more than just a live music venue. At this point in the story, the store has a wood shop, an organic farm, and is hosting folk music curated and presented by the Folk Forum. But as Stephen explains here, there's more to the Folk Forum than just folk music. Actually, it was called Folk Forum, not because we were going to do folk music, but I was working with some people out of Millville that were doing the North Country Anvil. It was a regional okay. magazine that, oh, they quit printing probably 20 years, 30 years ago, okay. maybe. Sure. But uh, there was a community of people that developed around the North Country Anvil and the stuff that was happening oh, okay. at Folk Forum. And, nice. And we had been talking about the, the folk schools, like uh-huh. Kentucky yep. And, yep. and down in the you know, Carolinas and whatever. And mm-hmm. so we called it Folk Forum. Okay. The intention was that this folk forum we were going to do was going to be a, for, a forum to kind of try and, and enlighten, to uh, mm-hmm. shed a little light on the current state of things in in sure. rural America, you know, to, to enlighten people about treating the soil right, right. and about alternative economies and about, mm-hmm. you know, um, opposing, you know, nuclear weapons mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Different ways to do and, things, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. just to, I, I don't want to sound e- egotistical, but to, to raise the level of consciousness right. a notch or two, you know. Right, right. And uh, so... The first forums that we did weren't music except for that square dance, two square dances, mm-hmm. um, and those first two folk musicians. 
We did workshops on renewable energy, how to build your own solar collectors, how to rebuild an old oh, wow. wind charger, wind machine. Okay. Um, um, grafting, organic farming, wow. horse farming. You know, uh-huh. we did all kinds of workshops. All. Holistic medicine, actually. Wow. I had when I quit med school, I went mm-hmm. out to. Pennsylvania to go to a homeopathic school and okay. get certified as a homeopath. So nice. um, I asked the person that was instructing at the school that I went to out there if he would come and do a workshop on uh, homeopathy at Oak Center as part of our holistic medicine series. Nice. And um, he came all the way out from, he was teaching in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into him at when the National Institute of Homeopathy rented some space in a college down in Pennsylvania, Millersburg, I think was the name of that town, Millersville or Millersburg, um, rented part of a college campus to put us up while we were going to this homeopathic school. And uh, he was actually a well-known banjo player and pedal steel guitar player. And in New York City at one time, they called him the the whiz kid of banjo. Oh, and, wow. Uh, so did he play here too? Or he did a came, workshop He did a play? homeopathic workshop on a Friday night and a pedal steel banjo concert <laughs> the next night. Nice. That was back when there was an instrument... Uh, Repair school and an energy school in Red Wing. Okay. And nice. I think the instrument repair school is still there. The folk farm here, you, you've had this going for, what, 40, probably around 45 years, I think, right? Well, yeah, close, close. Something like that. You know, that, we but... had something scheduled with Bill Staines on his okay. regular s- schedule the last Sunday in February, which he had oh, done really? consecutively every year for more than 40 years. Oh, wow, for 2022? That come yeah. up February coming yeah. up. Okay, wow. And I was thinking he just, when he called and said, "Can we do it again?" Uh-huh. I was thinking, "Gosh, I hope you can get up to the stage because he's 40, 74, uh-huh. and I'm I'm only seventy one, and I have trouble getting up on right, that stage right. now." And um, what are some of the? So you've mentioned him and uh, Greg Brown. Like, who else are like you know memorable people you know that have played here? Well, Peter Strushko, who died this last year. As I mentioned last week, the list of performers that have played the Oak Center General Store is long and quite impressive for such a little-known venue. In fact, I urge you to go to oakcentergeneralstore.com and check out the concert schedule page. I'm sure you'll find plenty of acts there that you recognize. But as you'll notice, the shows after 2019 drop off drastically. In fact, there's only been one or two shows per year. Since COVID hit, existence for the Oak Center General Store has been a bit of a struggle, with much-needed repair on the greenhouses and much-needed help with the farming and the live music shows. Well, let's just say things are tough. So what's the future of the Oak Center General Store hold? Well, for one thing, shows are coming back. Not that many, but they are coming back. Let's see what Stephen has planned for the near future. Well, what about, uh, are you guys going to, so you, you said you, you canceled a show recently with Eric Koskinen and David Huckfeld. And um, what we talked about, Yeah. you know, David's a really great guy. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. when he played with Benson uh, Ramsey, 
mm-hmm. in the pines. Okay. They would sell out weeks ahead of time. Right. I mean, his his dad, Bo Ramsey, used to come here with with Greg Brown. Oh, cool. And they would always sell out. And uh-huh. then Bo Ramsey married Greg Brown's daughter, and then Greg and Bo stopped playing together. Oh, wow. He's married my little girl, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining the dynamics there. Right. But uh, um, as far as concerts coming up in the future, you know, I was talking with Eric. Uh-huh. He was yeah. out in New York State with his mom. Sure. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't sure he could make it back on the 17th. And so we're having this whole discussion. Uh-huh. And Eric said... Let's get in touch in January. Okay. I would rather de- do a show solo. Okay. And, uh, and you know, Eric is good solo or not. And oh boy, is he ever. On Saturday, April 23rd, 2022, Eric Koskinen did finally play the Oak Center General Store again. And of course, my partner and I were there to see it. Let me tell you, it was hands down one of the best shows I have ever seen anywhere by anyone. I'm almost half a century old and I've seen a lot of shows, but seeing such good music by such fantastic musicians in such an amazing venue put this show way over the top. We were so very excited for Eric Koskinen back in 2020 and so very disappointed when it was canceled. We had waited two years for this show to happen, and in the meantime, we got to know Stephen and the Oak Center General Store. The past two years have been quite a journey for all of us, and now it seemed that our journey with the Oak Center General Store had come full circle with the Eric Koskinen Show. And Stephen has a pretty good story himself about how he met Eric Koskinen to begin with. But you know, David Uh was the one that first got me connected with Eric. Oh, okay. The Pines nice. were playing here. Uh-huh. And uh, um, the David called up and said, we're going to have to cancel. Benson is sick. Okay. And I said, well, you got to find somebody else. And David said, I can't do it with anybody else. I need to do it with David mm-hmm. and uh, or with Benson. Right. And uh, I said, well, you got to find somebody else because... It was people thought the Pines were coming. Yeah. And it was a sold-out show, and there's no way to call everybody back and contact them and cancel on the afternoon of the show. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And he called me at noon to tell me Benson was sick and couldn't come. And I said, well, you got to find somebody else. And, And David says, there is this other guy. I know he's available, and he's better than us. So as people are pouring in for this sold-out Pines concert. And I, I told them right at the, the front desk, you know, the Pines aren't going to be able to make it. Benson is sick. And, and, they, and they, you know, usually a lot of times it was, they would look at each other, the people that came you together like as couples or a group, right. would look at each other saying, well, what do you think? Because I offered, I offered to give them their money back. Uh-huh. And Freckles... Relax, freckles. <laughs> and uh, and I would always, you know, conclude it with, you know, and David said that they're better than the Pines. Uh, yeah. And people would kind of 
toss their heads back and forth and say, well, okay, we'll come. Uh And as they were leaving after Eric did that show, Uh people are leaving going, they are better than the Pines. And and it was just Eric and uh, what's that guy that plays guitar with them that um, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, so Eric is... I mean, we had Eric and I had this there. discussion. What about David? And doesn't he need the money to go south? And and I feel like I kind of owe David for introducing me to you. And right. and Eric was struggling with that too, you know. Mm-hmm. And and he said, "Well, let's get in touch when David's in Arizona, and we'll schedule something with me okay. solo." So as of right now, Stephen's taking out one show at a time, and we'll see where it goes. But it shouldn't be too tough to convince people to play here, because one thing's for certain. Musicians tend to love this place. And somebody else who wanted to play here, um, Charlie Parr, said he has, you know, put out the word, I want to get back to Oak Center. And, you know, he always sold out. But that's been Mm -hmm. one thing we've been holding out on, on with Charlie is he always... fills packs the house. Oh, I bet, yeah. I don't know if we can pack this place and, and have people feel comfortable. Stephen's words echoed in my head as I left the store. I don't know if we can pack this place and have people feel comfortable. Like I said, if I were to describe my first time walking into the Oak Center General Store in two words, it's magic, is what I would say. My experience at the Oak Center General Store has been both wonderful and disheartening. Wonderful because it takes you back in time. It is a window into another world where the unchanging past collides with a possibility-filled future. And for the musicians that play here, well, like singer-songwriter John Smith said, it's like playing inside of a guitar. It is also disheartening because of the times that we're in, times that would solicit a comment like, how do you pack the place and still feel comfortable? These days, the Oak Center General Store often sits empty except for the echoes and shadows of the life that has passed through it over the past century. This place needs that life. It needs to be packed, packed with people sharing experiences of art, music, food, and most of all, community. What the Oak Center General Store really needs is community. Community is what we all need right now. Perhaps if we channel life into places like the Oak Center General Store, then they will channel life back into us. Thanks again to Steven Schven, owner of the Oak Center General Store, for joining us today on Culture Click. To hear this episode again, or to listen to more episodes of Culture Click and other KQL original programming, find our podcast at kql.org. For more information on the Oak Center General Store, go to oakcentergeneralstore.com. To keep up on all things Winona and the surrounding area, tune in to Culture Click Thursdays at 12:30 right here on 89.5 KQL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've been talking with Steven Schwen owner of the Oak Center General Store on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. Culture Click.